Coming up, if you're an Italian or a steak and lobster lover, you're going to want to hear Bruce Bozzi's story. You may know him as the Palm Steak Man, the man behind the famous Palm restaurants. Yeah, you're renting on to Lisa Stanley, and on today's episode of What Goes On Around Here, uh, we're going to be chatting it up with a friend of mine, Bruce Bozzi, fourth generation restaurateur, and if you're a meat eater or Italian, you know Bruce. He is the, well, let's say the ambassador of the company uh, and of the restaurants, uh, The Palm. So here we go. Hi, Bruce. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. <laughs> this is so exciting. I Thank so you. love you for doing this because uh, full full disclosure, he has his own podcast <laughs> uh, called Lunch with Bruce. I do. Which is so fun because I get to watch it as well as hear it. Thank you. And so you get to see all the celebrities that come to sit down at The Palm and have lunch with Bruce. It's exciting. So he's, he's slumming it with us, Anthony, today. <laughs> Far from slumming it, Anthony. No, it is actually, it's called Lunch with Bruce, and we do it at the Beverly Hills Palm. This summer, we pumped out a lot in New York, because I spent the summer in New York, and I do I have some great guests like you, and you have to be on my radio. I'm totally okay, up for that. Are you kidding? That. Food? I have free food. <laughs> yeah, we at- eat. We eat and drink. <laughs> I see that. All right, look, let's start from the beginning, because I don't know how many people, I mean, a lot of people know you, first of all. You're very famous for running around without a shirt on. <laughs> I have a reputation. Say, you have that reputation. Well deserved. And by the way, it's not a bad thing, people. Because <laughs> if you've seen them, in fact, I think you might have even taken your shirt off at the George Clooney wedding. I did. I did. I mean, I... How'd I, that go over? That, well, you know what? The next night, that Sunday night, uh, at the they had another party and George said... You know, you know, your wedding is a good wedding when Bruce Bossy takes his shirt off. So <laughs> it, went, it went over well. I will say, I, I didn't take it off. There were two actresses that took it off me that uh, night, oh. and I just happened to leave, not realizing there'd be, you know, a thousand paparazzi across the way, and all of a sudden it was like an explosion of lights. And Brian Lord, who's my husband, woke up the next day and said, when he when he saw and found out, he's like, are you happy? Are you happy that you did this? And I was like, I knew I was in trouble. And I go, oh, shit. I go, yeah, I'm happy. Okay, so Bruce's <laughs> husband, for those of you that don't know, uh, what's his title now at CAA? Uh, I think still managing partner. He is still managing mm-hmm. partner. Uh, he had a child with Carrie Fisher. Yes. And so that is the relationship to Billy Lord. Yep. That is her dad. And that is your stepdaughter. Exactly. We got married. Actually, we're in our, our anniversary month, which I reminded him this morning. And he's just like, oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> we got married uh, uh, two years ago, and we've been together 12, and Billy is my stepdaughter. Yeah. That's right. And you have your own uh, little girl as well, Ava. Yes. That was uh, via surrogate. Via surrogate, we um, uh, I had her when I was forty one, and IVF, egg donor, some magnificent humans out there that really make people's dreams come true. The love and, of your yeah, life, as I see in yes. all the photographs. <laughs> so, so uh, let's uh, digress a little bit okay. and talk about you grew up in New York. Did you have a big Italian family? I did. I grew up very traditional. My parents were are like third generation New Yorkers, so I didn't have big in the sense where I have one sister. She's older than I. But I had many, you know many aunts, great cousins. aunts, cousins, big family Christmases, Thanksgivings. Were you a good kid? 
I was actually really too good, to be honest with you. I mean, I was good, but a little bit behind the scenes, I wasn't. So, like, for instance, on Friday nights, I would, in high school, say to my mom, yeah, I'm going to a movie, we're going to a movie, and we would go to 54, Studio 54, ah! at, you know, 15 years old. I'd change downstairs in the lobby, and then we'd go, and I'd come home at, like, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Well, didn't she wonder how long of a movie it was? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I always wondered. Yeah, I think she was asleep. Yeah, but yeah. this was a marathon. <laughs> but I was a good kid. I was. All right. So you mentioned that your family is third generation New York, but your family and you are fourth generation to operate and run your business, correct? Yes. All right. So your great grandfather, how do you say his name? Pio? Pio. Pio. Pio Bazzi and his partner, John Ganzi, came to America around 1912. And they opened this small Italian restaurant on 2nd Avenue in the 40s, which is still there. Was it called the Palm? It was always called the Palm, meant to be called Parma. I want you to tell the story. So, <laughs> so, but before we get to yes. that story, I want to talk about you and your dad and going to the restaurant and growing up as the son. Uh, it's kind of like a football widow, if you will, <laughs> having uh, any family yeah. members in a restaurant totally. business. Because it's 24-7 yeah. Yeah. if you're going to do it right. A hundred percent. I did not grow up seeing my dad. When I would go to school in the morning, he'd be asleep. And when I would come home, he would be at work. My mother was completely a single parent and she still to this day reminds him of that all the time. Oh, I'm sure she does. (laughs) But when you did go to visit your dad, tell us about the reason, well... Tell us the reason everyone knew Bruce was there. Something to do with a bread basket? Uh, yeah. I mean, so we would go, not so often, but we would every now and then go and visit him and have dinner. And um, we they at the time, the they'd leave the the waiters would set up the tables with the bread baskets and uh, there, there was just one bread that had the most incredible like rich doughy center and it would be flipped upside down so you'd only see the crust part and I would go down all the tables and take out the middle and then put it back <laughs> so when they flipped it open they'd say oh Brucey they'd all call me Brucey Brucey Brucey's here he's here there's all the holes in the bread and they'd have to redo the bread that is hysterical <laughs> and also because of your uh, experiences as a kid there you you created or your dad someone created something that I actually love that you put back on the menu chicken Bruno chicken Bruno that was my grandfather so he that was Bruno that, was Bruno, your Bruno Bazzi was my grandfather and he created this dish which um, is basically your you know old school chicken McNugget. nuggets yeah McNugget but it was on the bone like chicken tenders like chicken tenders but it was it's, you know it was yeah, f- you know you chopped up the chicken so the bone then you you know flour and and saute in the pan with butter and was it, it on just, the menu or was it just for you it was no it was on the menu it was like one of those items at the time there was no menu it was like you went to the palm and like you knew hey, you want steak you, you know you want really? lobster and the menus didn't really come into play until the 90s. It was a menuless restaurant. So did you have a, like a, a garçon with a, a chalkboard? No, or? just the waiters. The, the guys like would let you know. It yep. out. And so if you knew Chicken Bruno, there were a lot of dishes that you just knew of because you were a regular customer. So Chicken Bruno was like one the of them. like the secret menu. Exactly. Ah, Okay, so now yes. let's tell everybody this story because I did not know this and this is the greatest story of all <laughs> time. How the Palm got its name, you guys, was not supposed to be the Palm, nope. was it, Bruce? No, no. It's so interesting when people, you know, businesses begin and they're, they're you know, we're going to be 92 years old, you know, that's a, you know. You look good for 92, thank you, man. Thank you. Who's the, the doc? Work, I know. <laughs> um, the restaurant was supposed to be called Parma. And my great-grandfather and his partner applied for a business license. Would that be John? John and Pio. And in applying, when they said what they wanted the name of the restaurant to be, the person 
heard palm and stamped palm. And here you have these two, you know, Italian-American. And in- it was it was uh, pa- par- Parma after where John grew up. Yes, that's where it was. Parma's was in northern Italy, and it's an incredible place. I went for the first time about three or four years ago just to see it and experience it. And they were afraid. They weren't going to say no. They didn't speak great English, and they didn't. This was all new. So, boom, palm stuck and... I mean, come on. Isn't that the greatest story ever? (laughs) You go in to file for one word and you get another. But look, it's really become the most famous steakhouse. Thank you. And are you in different countries as well? We are. Well, we're in Mexico, which actually I'm going to later on the month to 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 check on. And we were in London, but we didn't do well in London because we didn't know how to do it. It's really hard to be in other countries and run a business unless you have the infrastructure. You know, it's easier to license or franchise yourself out. So... We really made a mess of that, Lisa. It just oh, was not, yeah. And it's know, too bad because it would be nice to be more international, but... Because I could see this in like Hong Kong. Yeah, so you know, could like I. like in Asia. Yep. I could see the Palm doing very well there. I agree. Well, maybe you can get a do-over, at least try. I think so. One little place. Yeah. All right, so look, <laughs> you, you mentioned earlier that your dad was either asleep when you got home from mm-hmm. school or working, and you really had a, a very little uh, communication with him yep. and a very... A rare relationship with him until there was a turn of events. Yes, you really have done. You've you've done your homework. So my father and I, we just didn't connect as people. We didn't know each other growing up, which, uh, Well, I'm sure happens to a lot of people in the restaurant business and their family. Yep, exactly. And uh, I was going off to college. I was 18. I was going to USC. USC. Fight on. Yes. It's coming out (laughs) west. You know, I just thought that was the mecca. That was the place. And my mother said, your dad's going to take you out to college. And I just stopped and looked at her and said, you got to be kidding me. Like, when you leave the room, we have nothing to talk about. She goes, well, it's our anniversary and we're throwing a dinner and I need to be here to prepare and go. And uh, he took me out. It was 1984. We landed. We got into the car, rent a car. was listening to the radio, probably K-Earth, I probably. mean. Probably. And it was like, hey, it's, you know, 97 degrees in Southern California. And I thought, oh, wow, like I'm here. I did it. And those three days changed our relationship because we were together. He set me up in school, in my dorm room. My get setting up everything one does for their kid. All of a sudden, he he came to the plate. He came to the plate, and he wrote me a note that said, "You know, if because it was far from New York, if you are unhappy and you don't want to stay, just let me know, and I'll you know we'll get you a ticket to come home." And he wrote, "I love you," which first was time? the first time. And I saved that note and I gave it back to him. I'm going to say 15 years later in a glass box <gasps> to thank him to say. I mean, it literally that really left a, a, a footprint on yep, you. Yep. Um, the thing is, um, you're a gay man, and were yep. were you out at the time? I was not out. I was definitely struggling. It was the you know mid 80s. Uh, uh, I wasn't even aware of what so was happening. So he had no idea. Your dad at well, that time. He did not have an idea. It was so my mother did have an idea. You know, she was a little in tune, but still was a, you know a whole different time to be gay. And so I no, we were that was not on the table. I was you know, I yeah, I was trying to figure it out. And you were trying to figure out how to tell him, maybe. Yeah, I think you know. How the, did that go down finally? It, well, you know, in the early '90s, I, I graduated in '88, moved back to New York. I, but before you moved back, you did stay here and try to act, right? Because that's originally what you wanted to do, or no? Well, yes, yes, and no. I went back to New York, graduated, and worked at. Uh, I was a page at NBC, so I had a great 1989. It was just a fun year working at NBC, and I did all this stuff. And I said, you know what? 
I'm moving back to LA. That's where I want to be. And I want to be an actor. So I came back. I worked at the West Hollywood Palm. I worked with Gigi, ringing checks, answering, you know, phones and pursued an acting career and, you know, got an agent. I was the world's worst actor. <laughs> Sandy Gallen, may he rest in peace. Would do, I met him and I would do lines with him and he'd be like, listen, you really are horrible. You're horrible. But okay. And I'm like, all right. So, but I think I was really out here to figure out who I was as a human and to be comfortable with my sexuality. Enough to come out. To come out. So. And so how did that go down with your father? My dad, you know. My, a nice Italian <laughs> man. My father was, you know, he was good. He, I went back to New York and I had dinner with him and I said, you know, I want to talk to you about it. I think at this point, cause my mother knew. kind of pushed me out. So she was a little bit more emotional about it. I said, you know, dad, I am gay. And he said... You know, all I care about is if you're a good person, you're a good man, and I love you, and I just want you to be happy. And so that went... Good response, yeah, Dad. perfect response. But, you know, might not have. Were you worried it was going to go the other way, maybe? Yeah, yeah, no. I think I was... I was. I had said to him, too, because then I started to work at the Palm in New York, I go, if it's uncomfortable for you, for me to be here, because the Palm, really, at the time then, was such a bastion of heterosexualness. And no I kidding. thought, you know, is this... And he goes, absolutely not. You are... You. This is a home for you, too. So that... I think help shape and change the culture of the Palm going forward to be more diverse and more open-minded and, you know, the company, which is a 92-year-old company, and one of the people that run, and I'm a gay guy, so it's interesting. Not just run it. I mean, you're it. You're the face of the Palm. The you are the brand ambassador, yeah. if you will. <laughs> yeah, very with a lot of pride. And I will say this. When I, I, I go to the Palm quite often, as you know, when I go and you're there, it's so much more enjoyable. Oh, I'm going to tell you why. Not just because I know you and you're my friend, but the way you are, the open arm policy you have, the kindness that you that the whole restaurant shows, it's you're paying a lot of wow. money. Let's let's yeah. be real. Yeah. You're going out for dinner, you're paying a lot of money, mm -hmm. and you don't want those attitudes that you can get in a lot of these places in New York and yep. in Beverly Hills. Yep. And by the way, you house a crap load of celebrities mm -hmm. and you could have that attitude yeah but you don't no i think you know i was raised with no pretense and we're really with an emphasis on uh kindness and generosity and and the hospitality piece just came naturally but I have never felt anyone's doing me a favor by being in that restaurant, in our restaurant. We are there to serve and we are there to make your experience great. So thank you for that. Because at the end of the day, I know it's an expensive restaurant. It's an experience. People come to the Palm to celebrate life. Always. You and I were just talking about Thanksgiving. I'm going to be going. celebrating. That's yeah. where I'm going to the and Palm for Thanksgiving. That's family. And that's why I think... It's very rare that a family business still exists at this point. It's, and it's really, it's a, it's a hat I wear with a lot of pride. And who uh, taught you to wear the hat? How did you learn the business and how old were, were you? And I'm just interested, what do they start? Do they make you wash dishes? You, got, you, you have to know pretty yeah. every aspect. Yeah? yeah, you really do. I mean, I think my trajectory was interesting because though I learned about it because I kept seeing my dad or I'd go visit. So I understood the rhythm of it. It was not but something- like your granddad, your grandfather didn't Said, come on, Brucey, let no, me show you what's no, happening. No, no, it was like I it was a little bit just through observation, but it was because there was I also had to get past not wanting to be in it because I never saw him. So I also thought, you know what, it's not a business that I was I resented the business. I understand. So when I came full circle and started to work for the Palm, I had the great fortune of getting sort of a master's in restaurant business by working with 10 of our 
long-term general manager. So I worked in LA with Gigi. I worked in New- East soul. Hampton with Tomas and Enrico. I worked in New York with Bruno and Albino and Gus and Luciano. All these old, older Italian men, immigrants that- Who, by the way, made the restaurant business their lives. Yes, 100%. They taught me how to be, and then the customers taught me, and I knew all of a sudden I was dealing with a diverse group of people and high maintenance, low maintenance, and just, and so from a work standpoint, yes, I worked in the kitchen. I was not a great server, like holding, you know, I could bring like two dishes, but the expectation was, you know, I was not above anything. I was in it, and so- I've, I've done I've done many jobs at the Palm. I think opening the Palm West in New York in 1999 was the most challenging because opening a restaurant, coming from a restaurant that was so established, I'm like, oh yeah, you have to like order toothpicks and you have to be there 20 hours. And hello, a, now you know what your dad went through. Yeah, it was a lot of work, and um, I've walked the walk. And I think as a result, I have a lot of you know um, I can relate to everyone I work with, and that and the. The, our and customers. the people who come so, in. You know, you okay. got to do it. So I don't know, for those of you who haven't been to the Palm, you better go. <laughs> um, but if you haven't, then you don't know that their signature used to be a little bit now, but way more with, uh, at least here in Los Angeles, I don't know what's going on in New York, I haven't been in a while, or Vegas or wherever mm-hmm. else you have them. But the caricatures that were on the wall, yeah. who came up with that idea? And tell us the story of that. Okay, so the caricatures, they're a total rivet of the palm and Lisa they still actually are very important piece of the palm with the exception of the Beverly Hills palm which was really it's a one-off when it comes to that with so in the 1930s the palm was in an area in New York that had a lot of newspapers so there were right. a lot of syndicates around the artists would come in I'm going to show Bruce I have oh, my character uh, I'm going to post this for everyone to see yeah. that was on the wall uh, and you presented it to us yes I, I was with Gary and I but you could see I cut Gary out <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love it you want to know how many people you know when they get divorced in the divorce settlement they're like, okay, you need to take get the take, wall. Yes, yeah, so get get her or get him so off the wall. I was honored that I was on the wall here. So I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's no. just so exciting for me. <laughs> just quickly, it was so you know, post we opened in 1926, 1929. You had the stock market crash. You know, you know these these guys had no money, and to pay for their dinners. My great grandfather and his partner John said, "You know, draw on the wall." So there's a great picture of John Gansey sitting at the original Palm, and it's a room that is just all white walls. And fast forward as time goes, it just becomes just rich with caricatures. And at the time, true caricatures. Now we're doing sort of a cartoony, portrait, you know, yeah. cartoony. And it's a real celebration. It's a way for us to honor our customers. customers and vice versa. And it's a time capsule. So the Palm, I always say, looks like one thing the day it opens. And fast forward 30 years, it looks like something else. Who was the first caricature on the wall? Ooh, I mean, you stumped me. That's a good one. And I used to know the one in West Hollywood because... He, uh, was I, it Farrah Fawcett in West Hollywood? No, it wasn't Farrah. Farrah Fawcett and Lee Majors, and it's Farrah Fawcett Majors. And I noticed you keep them I, in yeah, Beverly Hills. I kept them. A couple of them I framed. <laughs> so what Lisa's talking about is when we closed West Hollywood because we needed to move, because we needed to do a bigger renovation. Space bigger space, too. We needed space. bigger space. We just needed... We cut them out of the wall, and we presented them with to our customers and their, and their kids or their grandkids, and... It was so emotional and such a great day. And so what I did, I did 
make art and I framed some. Yeah, you did. Farrah Fawcett and Lee Majors did Hello. make. <laughs> you know, Valerie Harper. We had Bob Hope. We had Bob and Nat- you know, Natalie Wood and uh, Robert Wagner signed. So we have cool. So you do. And, and, and the New York one, it's still intact on the wall? Everyone's still so intact. So we are the only ones that you're, don't have it. Yes. You're the only ones. And East Hampton never had it because okay. of the nature of the, the, the joint. Of but the location. Yes, otherwise. Uh, there's one other picture in the Beverly Hills one that Uh-oh. someday I am going to bring a purse big enough. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to get one made. But he has this picture of Audrey Hepburn that every time I go to the Palm, I swear, I try to figure out how can I get it off? Is it is it nailed down? No, it's not nailed. Oh, that's good to know. You know what? But isn't it great? It fits It fits so perfectly there. It's so fabulous. The artist, um, he came to us and he said, would you would you want to hang this in this space? And Hello-sy. I said, yeah, I go, as long as we're not responsible for it. So, so wait, you don't even own it? <laughs> we don't own oh, it. then I'm going to feel really good about <laughs> sealing it. It's kind of, it's, it's <laughs> large. It. It's That's large. hysterical. It's, it's fantastic large. though. I really, I really, really love it. Okay. So, um, the characters, we do have to find out who's the first one. I do. Yeah. Who, who can tell us that? Do you think your mm, dad would know? My dad might be able to, I'll call him. I'll ask him. Aren't you interested yeah. in what the first one yeah, was? Yeah, no, that's a good. And what was the last one ever put up? Do we know that? Well, they're ongoing. Oh, so... really? You're still oh, adding them? Yeah. Now? Oh, how about yeah. downtown? Downtown, You're still, still adding. adding them oh, downtown. Sure. Yeah. So, is it weird that you didn't take some of the ones you had and try to put them in your other restaurants, or you couldn't do it once the wall was apart? Well, yeah, no. Once we took them down, we couldn't. We could. We could redraw it on a, a wall, and I think that some people have asked, or you know, it's really about the relationship with that restaurant that makes it truthful. And I think it's all about authenticity with the palm and me being authentic. And and so, it's. So we didn't. So like with Beverly Hills, because of the nature of the wall space and it's sort of an I mean, I love what you did. You knocked up. You have some kind of mural on that wall that is exquisite. Yeah. Is it of California? Yeah. So each now in each palm as we renovate it, we do a wall that's really about that city. So Philadelphia just reopened, relaunched with a new look. Chicago just, you know, we renovated How many palms are there? 22. Some are old school looking still, like, the, you know, they're kind of like trapped in the 90s. Some and You mean with the sawdust on the ground no, the like we used to have? No, the sawdust all went. Only Palm 2 in New York has the sawdust. Oh, yeah, okay. Because yeah. we did have it yeah, out here. Yeah, you had it. <laughs> yeah, between lunch and dinner, Gigi would rake the sawdust. <laughs> Clean it out. I one time was a waiter at the Palm for a charity event. <laughs> yes. It was a comedy. Comedy. I forget what it yeah. was, but it was me, Ryan Seacrest, a bunch of radio people, <laughs> mm-hmm. Lisa Fox. I mean, there I think was Drew a, Barrymore. Yes, I think there was right. a ton of us, and man, did we have a blast! <laughs> but you know what? Good times. That restaurant business is a tough business. Oh, and yeah. I want to say something. You look really damn good for someone who's in the restaurant <laughs> business, Bruce. I, very vain. High level of vanity keeps me. Uh, I but mean, thank honestly, you. because you know, like being the president, you can go gray real fast. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. At Fifty-two. I'm holding on you know you yeah damn good yeah, i you. mean honestly all right and we mentioned that you have this podcast that's on radio andy yes so i've been dying to ask you because sure. first of all you well, i took you for a little tour to see um the care studios what i didn't show you is taped up on my microphone is anderson cooper <laughs> on one side and andy cohen get out on the other i love and those it those are my guys those are your morning. guys oh my god <laughs> 
two of my best friends. So I need to know what that's like. Ah. Please, can I just live vicariously for two sure. minutes through it? <laughs> well, Andy and I met in 1994, and so we've been friends a long, long time. I dated at the time somebody. Did you ever was, date him? I never no. dated Andy, but we became very good. Because I know that's Anderson and him had a one blind date that went bad. Yeah, it was not happening. I think it was just a phone call that oh. Anderson knew. Oh yeah, Cooper knew immediately. It this was guy a phone call me. because he asked about his mother. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> And they're now doing their AC2 tour, yes, which is coming. I'm dying yeah, to see I'm that. I'm going to Vegas on the 26th to see it, which I can't wait, of October. So tell me, I'm just, one day in the life of, I would just give anything to spend a day with the three of you. It's fun. I mean, there's a lot of laughing. Um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, we, Andy and Anderson are just good guys, you know, I mean, and, and we're all kind of different, you know. So oh, completely different. Anderson's an introvert. He's quieter, you know, you know, he's more newsman. Andy's completely out there. Nuts. You know, anything comes out I of his mouth. And You're kind of halfway there. I'm like in the middle. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's you know, it's funny when you're, when you're friends with people for a long time and you watch them become successful and really find their niche in life and you can just celebrate them. So it's been a joy to see Andy. Andy Any embarrassing so. moments? Um, Has he ever been in the restaurant and embarrassed you? Oh, uh, well, both have been in. Andy's a huge Palm fan. And has he ever embarrassed me? No, but he'll call out everything. So he'll be like, oh, no, that salad was not good today. Like, we actually brought back a salad and called it, we call it Andy's Mixed Green because it was something we took off. And he would beat me up every time, like, your salad sucks. Bring back the old one. Your salad sucks. What? What's this West Coast GG? Well, we like the East Coast GG. He's got something to say about everything. I love that he's just like he is on TV. Completely. Oh my God, that's the best. And Anderson, not so much. He would keep his right. mouth quiet and eat the salad. Exactly. Right? Exactly. He's okay, and then guy. you have one other friend who, yes. she and I have something in common. <laughs> we sniff and lick shoes. Ooh. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> sniff and lick shoes. I would say that would be Miss Sarah Jessica Parker. No. Oh. But... That's interesting. I didn't know if she, well, she's such a well, shoe person. Well, she probably doesn't really lick them all the time, but I know one time we licked a shoe together. That's <laughs> Kelly Ripa. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly. Okay, well, so, so, SJ, sorry that I thought maybe you sniffed and licked shoes, but you have a beautiful well, line do. of shoes, she so I thought maybe same. that would make sense. She might. Uh, Kelly is, I mean, Kelly's spectacular. The best, you know? right? Yeah, she is like, and you know, she makes something that's so difficult look so easy. I saw her show recently. I saw you there, and she said hello to you she on air, and I was so big shout out. I was so embarrassed and happy at the same time. She really, it's uh, it's a tough gig, and it's like, oh, wow, you do this effortlessly, but she's she and Mark are the most generous, loving, kind. They people. really are. And they people have don't three know great how fabulous kids. they are. Fabulous. And like their children are amazing. You know, they're real people. You know, she's a Jersey girl. Her dad, yeah. you know, her dad, she'll bus tell driver, you, was a bus right? driver. People, if you don't forget where you come from, you're, you're truthful, you're authentic. And so many people sometimes forget where they come All from. All the time. You know, when they get super successful, and yeah. neither one of them have. Isn't that the best? I love See? it. I love for I love for people to hear the good stories about these celebrities yeah. instead of hearing the bad stories about yeah, these celebrities. Completely. But while we're on that subject, there has to be one story you could tell, something that happened at the Palm. Boom, boom, boom. Um, something that's happened at the Palm. We can guess who it is if you just tell us the story. Oh, okay, so you want like something like just... Salacious, just a, a little, little. I mean, you have had thousands between 22, you said 22 Palms? 22 Palms. Okay, so between 22 Palms, there's been thousands of celebrities. Yes, I would say. Somebody at... Let me give you an example. Okay. So, two examples. 
One is, one time I was at this place, I can't remember the name, or I would out them, in Malibu, a tiny little, like a burger place in Cross Creek, where you bring, you know, you go up and you just order from the takeout window. Yep. And in front of me was Barbara Streisand. <laughs> I'm just going to tell the truth now, Babs. Okay. Out of Babs' purse came a hamburger. An uncooked, swear no. to you guys, no. an uncooked, yes, okay. an uncooked burger that she handed to the gentleman and asked him, could he cook it? <laughs> I don't know what was in the burger. I don't know what kind of meat. Wow. I don't know anything. But this was the bad. That's not the that's not the part. Are you ready? Okay. Here's the part. He gladly cooked the burger mm-hmm. and then he asked her to pay for it. And she went crazy. Wow. I, it's my meat. I brought the <laughs> burger. Oh, I should pay for it. She did not want to pay wow. to cook the burger. Mm-hmm. So I did. You did? I did. Look at you. I See? paid. Yeah. When she walked away, I said, I don't want you guys to be, I'll pay. Yeah. So I paid for her burger. That's a crazy interesting okay, story. Okay, now here's another one. Faye Dunaway. Yep. Is it a surprise that it's Barbara Streisand and, and Faye, Faye Dunaway? Dunaway. You, no. So there's a restaurant that I go to quite often. You might know. It's called Fabricini. Okay. It's mm-hmm. just a little place uh, yeah. up in Beverly Glen here in Los Angeles. Yep. A little, it's Italian uh, family owned, mm-hmm. but they don't have 22. <laughs> they mm. have one. And Faye Dunaway comes and orders dinner and whips out when the dinner comes a scale. No, I swear. Like a, yeah. A real food scale yep. to weigh her food. And then complained that they did not give her enough ounces in her chicken. Wow. What Have you ever had to deal with that kind of a situation or anything like that? Yeah. Well, first of all, isn't the human psyche so interesting? Isn't it wild? It's like people go crazy. They go nuts. I mean, I think there's something to say about the level of success of people and the pampering. I mean, we have had that. We have a, we certainly have high maintenance customers. Um, so it was a salacious, let's see. One, not me, I hope. No, 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 no. We've had, um, well, I mean, it's so hard because some of them are still around and still customers. So I don't want to piss anyone off. I mean, we've had fun things like, you know, Mr. T used to come in like in the day oh, with good. his own gold plated knife fork. and fork and goblet. I've seen that. And he only would sit, uh, would eat off of that. Um, That's cool. That's the so kind of cool. stuff I want to know. Larry Flint would come in. In his gold wheelchair. His, I, would, right. I sat next to him yeah, once. Completely, right? So it's like you have people that have very specific things. Um, um, Do people have their own plates or stuff that you keep or anything like we that We have there? one gentleman we keep a chair because he there's uh, for him because it Is just he a larger man? Back. No, 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 but it helps his back. We've had actually a couple of larger people break chairs and fall on the floor, which isn't fun. <laughs> well, I fell on the floor. You, oh, you did fall, on, fell the floor, on the floor and you really hurt yourself. I broke my arm. Yeah, I mean, could you believe that? I mean, it's true. I mean, it was horrible. True it's story. Ho- true. Those because we opened the Beverly Hills Palm. It was like a new floor and but Lisa, bam, it's like- Bam, right not, down I, I went. I don't like that story. But it was um, okay. Um, okay, I love the Mr. T gold uh, silverware. Anything else like that? Um, you know, Elizabeth Taylor in the day Who's used the to call Who's the most famous it? person that's visited the Ooh. Palm? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, certainly when Muhammad Ali came in in Palm West, the whole room stood up and just applauded. gave him a applaud. It was a standing ovation. I mean, I was working that night on the floor and it just was a great moment. Um, the... 
most so I think he's up there. You know, we didn't get Obama in, and I would have loved because we've gotten most presidents into the palm, and I would have loved to have had President Obama in the palm. How about um, the guy there now? Um, I could remember Trump coming in in when I worked at Palm Two when he was just you Donald know Donald Trump, Donald Trump, the Donald in New York just causing havoc, and so not and some not, things don't not change. Us, not us, the president. He hasn't come in, but he's certainly you know we're the he's palm. Welcome. He's welcome. He's welcome. We're not. Is that, there one in Washington? The one in Washington was the second one we opened in 1972. And it was really, you know, I mean, that's like uh, when Watergate went down, those guys, Woodward and um, Bernstein, that's where they did all their work in the back of the palm. Tommy Giacomo could tell you stories. He could really tell you salacious stories of, you know, people. Gigi could too. I mean, there's Yeah, one, but Gigi a, we lost. Yeah, we did so lose. So no more stories from Gigi. No. I mean, yeah, that's a great point. Any huge deal that you know about happened at the palm? Um, I, it's so iconic. Yeah, a lot of deals have gone down. I, you know, I do know that, you know, when I was at the um, funeral, uh, the services for Sidney Pollack and Ovitz was talking, he talked a lot about the Palm and about their meals at the Palm. And when I was sitting there, that was shocking to me. And I really got yet again... This is a place where shit happens. That's Things right. go down. And, you know, people are doing deals there. And so, um, yeah, a lot of deals. That's great. Okay, now I heard a story, of a, and I know you don't do this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. You serve lobster. <laughs> yes. Uh, the best lobster in town, by the way, Anthony, in case you haven't had it. Um, <laughs> do you get your lobster stoned like the guy in Maine does? Did you hear about this guy? No, he gets some Listen high. Listen to this. He gets the lobster stoned before he kills them and serves them because he thinks it's a less painful way for them to go. I've never heard of that. Google so what does he just take a hit and just blow That's the smoke I in their f- I thought face? the same thing, but I guess it's a CBD oil okay. that he yeah. uses. That makes sense. Yeah, okay. he does some form of that. You'll have to Google and find yeah. out. But allegedly it's a, a much better way Ooh. for the lobsters. To go out. Yeah. Well, that would be interesting if we just now had CBD oil all across. We were rubbing down the lobsters That's what before he does. we he rubs down the lobster <laughs> with the oil, dude. Slaughtered them. <laughs> I mean, are we taking things too far in this world? I don't know, but okay, I respect it. I mean, maybe it's a pita thing. Yeah. I don't know, but I just wondered if any other restaurateur did that with their I've lobster. never heard. Of, no, I've never heard of that. But, you know, that might be something that can go, like, nationwide, like, you know, with chicken and cows when... Make it humane? I mean, I guess, right? animals stoned? I mean... What? Right? Why I mean, not? I, I mean, I if you leave your dog for the day, maybe get your dog a little stone so they can just chill out. Listen, the dog's I, home. I used to give my dog these little things that had I don't know what in it, but that really? dog was a happy dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was thoughtful. See? Yes, they're very thoughtful, these people. All right, so your dream interview. Now, mm. we mentioned earlier on that you have your own podcast. Could you mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about it again? Sure. So it's actually, there's a distinction between a podcast and a radio. So this is on Radio Andy which is well, serious right. XM. I would love to actually bring it to the podcast format because I think more people could enjoy it because you have to subscribe to Sirius. So I get a lot of feedback on social media like, Oh, right. Can you can't we? hear your show you without can. subscribing. So I'll often try to like, you know, upload the link for people. So the show itself was born out of a lunch that Andy had a show called Deep and Shallow. And he's like, oh, let me, let's sit and have lunch at the Palm. And we were sitting and talking, Mike, just like this, Mike's talking about what we were eating and 
all of a sudden this really like sexy guy went by and we talked about how we thought he was so sexy and then <laughs> Goldie Hawn and Bob Daly were having lunch and we were like look there's Goldie Hawn and Bob Daly and then we brought them over to the table so and you could hear the ambient noise of the restaurant which is so cool by the way groovy right I love that so we thought and I love when you stop down to let the waiter come in and take the order right it's so real right it's I just love like, it and we eat and you know the first feedback was stop chewing so much and Andy and I just chomped into the microphone just grossed everyone out well you guys may be the only ones who really eat because I've seen quite a few like Kelly who just stirred the salad <laughs> and this one who just stirred this yeah it's you a little, guys are the ones who right. really Fran eat Fran Leibovitz which was a, a great interview in New York I could have sat with her for hours she was like look I can't do two things at once so we'll do we'll you know we'll eat after it's done but I can just talk which I thought was funny and out of the deep and shallow with Andy Andy said you know what this is a show i think you should do it. it's not only great for your business but it's going to be interesting for people let's call it lunch with bruce at the beverly hills palm and we started in 2016 i think i've done about 30 30 of them 32 of them i've listened to quite a few and i've gotten cool people most of people like you and i like we're friends we have yeah, relationships you go to your, here's the I thing go to my, guys my, you go to your friends and you get your friends right. in there it's so much fun you, you know? know so i've had like great you know i mean tomorrow i'm gonna do jerry o'connell and rebecca romaine which is fantastic oh, I've been dying to talk to jerry o'connell he's got that new show now <laughs> yeah, play by play right bravo yeah i need to talk to so jerry you need o'connell. to get him in here you need to tell him that. i will tell him <laughs> i love jerry um, he knows me he listens he and rebecca yeah, are good they're, fans they're good people oh that's fantastic yeah so that's that's how it birthed. That was the birth of it. And then, you know, it was like a slow go and I'd ask and, you know, uh, and then Andy was like, you know, like you got to get into a regular rhythm with the show so people really can depend on like Fridays. Right, like once that, a week. Yeah, once a week. So this summer we really, you know, I, so 2017 I did a bunch and this summer I did, a, you know, a lot. I had Anderson, your guy Anderson. I, I had Alex Pettifer on. I had Nora O'Donnell. I had Kelly Ripa. No, you had some great had guests. Some goodies. You really, really did. So, yeah, we that, had that. That's so much fun. Um, you hmm. spent the summer in New York. I did. Now, was your daughter there with you? She was on some level. Two and a half weeks, she's with my parents, which I think is very important. She yes, has grandpa and grandma uh, time. And my sister, three weeks, she went to sleepaway camp and had a horrible time, though I thought it was very proud of her that she went, but she's not a camper. And then she went back to my parents for two weeks. So I kind of have like the summer off which is really rare for you because I do want to bring this up that unlike your dad and not for any other reason than he was running an empire um, he was not around you on the other end are completely an opposite dad you are hands on you pick her up from school you take her to school of course if you can and mostly you try to make the schedule so it is that way 100% is that because of the way you did not have your dad? Yeah, I think that, you know, I had Ava at 41, and, you know, being gay and having a kid, you really have to want to have a kid. It's For just, sure. A, it's just, you know, and, and you, there were a lot of components. Um, I then said, she comes first. Like, I've, you know, and I'm fortunate, and many people can't, so I take every day, I, you know, I'm very grateful that I have the kind of job that can, you know, pick her up from school. Um, I certainly take her to school. I'm very super hands on. I think it's. I know. I, you, I know. You know when you wait and you and this is like I said. This is the only time it's happening. Today we were in the car and I'm like, wow. 
and I made reference because you know getting up at six and driving a kid to school sometimes is a, is a drag. And I go, oh well, you know, when you're 16, you'll be driving yourself. And she's like, no, daddy, I want you to drive me right till you know through. And I'm like, really? I, oh, I kind of want. <laughs> She'll you. change her mind. Right. Don't worry. I believe you, Lisa. I know that. I'm like, all right. <laughs> she gets to be 16, and the girlfriend say, hey, will your dad has to be in the car with us? Yeah, exactly. Don't worry. Just get her a nice car to drive, and she'll be on. No, her I'm, own. yeah, I'm hands on. Like yesterday, we we she had to learn these vocab words, and I kind of like you know. I was like, you know, we should have been doing this all weekend, da da da. So she was like, you know, we're at war today. She kept saying, we're at war today. I go, we are. I go, when is the peacetime? She's like, not yet. We're almost there. So we, she has a great sense of humor. So fantastic. And, you know, I appreciate every day. And I think it is because of that. Oh, good. Yeah. I, I figured it might have had a role play yep. in how you played your role yeah. of, of dad. Yeah. Okay. So I've been asking um, in myself this question who would I want to interview, dead or alive? Great. Okay. For me, I mean, it's so gay of me to say this, but I really would love to sit down with Marilyn Monroe, especially <gasps> now. That's who I Get go. out. No way. Stop it. I mean, high five. Stop Bam. It. See, this is where Lisa and I connect. I think she'd be so... First of all, remember, she died at 36 years old. And she died in a house down the street from where I live. Really? Oh, so you live I'm off... I'm in Brentwood. Of, okay, yeah. Yes. I... And oh, and I missed it, but they're going to do an auction of her stuff. But I'd love to sit and talk with her and understand her trajectory, and especially now, because now people are, you know, with Me Too with movement. With all the Me Too and Times Up, back, she really she went through it. Woo, These men put ever. her through it, and the iconography, the absolute sheer stunningness of uh, really at a time where no one was manipulating anything, and just her presence—that thing that comes from within her—I find her, and she's a phenomenal actress. And read any book about her. She was very different than what she was portrayed as. And they made her out to be this ginormous girl, like she was uh, not like a a skinny girl. So they were always Mm -hmm. saying, but by the way, I tried on her dress. You did? Yes, because Darren Julian Auctions, I tried on the white dress. And can I say, I'm not a big girl. I mean, I'm in good shape. I'm I'm a little girl. Yeah. I couldn't zip it. I couldn't get it on. Really? this woman was like a size zero. Yeah. They do portray her but they as a, portray like her. a very zoftic, yes! voluptuous. Not true at all. Lady. People, I put that, I couldn't even get that dress on. So we're both, you could you do Marilyn first and then I'll I'm do telling the you, And then on the men's side, Clark Gable is who I've always oh, wanted to interview. Okay. My father was lucky enough to play golf with Clark Gable. Wow. When my dad was 18. And I always ask, and he can never remember. (laughs) I'm like, Dad, I don't know. That was a long time ago. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. What was the conversation like? Yeah. How old was Clark? Well, he must have been in his 60s, right? Yep. My dad's 84. Okay. And so it was when he was 18. What an experience. And those are the two that I say if I could ever. And now, what about living? Who would you. Um,. Well, Your yeah, dream I, interview for, for Lunch with Bruce. Oh, my dream interview for Lunch with Bruce. I would say there's Obama is up there. That would just be like golden. Why couldn't you get him? I, I think you could. Maybe I could. I think you could. You know, that would be that would be a big... You I know, would, he's I in the entertainment that. business now. Maybe your husband can Netflix deal, give him right, a little call. Right? <laughs> um, um, I would say, you know, President Obama or... You know, I would love to do Madonna. I'm a big <gasps> Madonna fan, so... That do you know be, her? I've met her. Yeah, is I've, she, ma- I've made out nice? with her. What? Yep. News. Yep. French. Yep. Made out with Madonna. Why don't you bury the lead, Bruce? Twice. 
Yeah, we were at a party. No joke. Brian was there. Everyone was there. And I'm like, How long ago? This was Vanity Fair party, bah, 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 maybe five years ago, four or five years ago. And she uh, and I said, Hi, Madonna. And I had met her. And she, a couple of times, we've danced. And I shake her hand. And she was like, That's what I, you know. And she leaned in, kissed, and then went for kissed. it. And I'm like, and then we went back and did it again. And people were looking, and I'm like, I don't care who's looking. I just made out with, with Madonna. Madonna. Yeah, I know. Wow. Yep. Does yep. Kelly Ripa know that? <laughs> I think she does. Because <laughs> she would go crazy. Well, Kelly, Mark, Andy, Anderson, and I all traveled to Paris to see a Madonna concert. Now, these are big Madonna this was fans. Like, uh, a long weekend. Like, talk about, yeah, we did a road trip and we had a great weekend in Paris. Oh, yeah. she must be so jealous. And poor Andy. How about <laughs> he gets on stage with Britney Spears and she has no idea who he is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, she kind of spaced out. Yeah, you see? think? <laughs> Weird, right? Oh my God, the best stories ever. Really? I just want one day with you three. So the next time the three of you are okay. in LA, please, I don't care where you're going, just let me be a fly on the wall you, for one I will make minute. that happen. We will make that happen. Let's just have a fun dinner in the back room at the Palm. I'm in. I'm in. in. <laughs> Another in. high five. Woo. All right, so look, give out your uh, social media handle so everybody could follow sure. you. Sure. On Instagram, it's Bruce Bozzi. I, I, and uh, on Twitter, it's Palm Steakman, P-A-L-M-S-T-K-M-A-N. And, and you can go to thepalm.com for yeah. reservations, I suppose, yeah. yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we'll take care of your just direct message me. And I do want to say I'll this. make it happen. I do want to say this. Even though they do house a lot of celebrities, they also house a lot of people like me. And they are kind the same to everyone. Thank you. So don't go there thinking you're not a celebrity because once you walk through the door, you really are a celebrity. Thank you. That's very And I important. really, um, tr- that's a tribute to you, Bruce, because you. I, your face is the face that I associate with the palm. Thank you. That's very, means a lot to me. Thank you very much, Lisa. And thank you so much for coming here. Oh my God, what a and treat. And doing my podcast. I love it. Thank you. This was the and best. And you're going to come and do lunch with Bruce. I sure am. And you guys can find me at Lisa Stanley 30 on the gram. That's the way the kids say it. Boom. <laughs> or Lisa K. Earth on Twitter. And uh, that's it for today, guys. And now I'm starving. I'm going to have to go to the palm. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>